Are you ready to take your real estate investing business to the next level? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. With your mentors, Wayne and Gabby. Hey, good morning, everybody. Gabby, my, my lovely co-host, just around the corner. She'll be here in a second. Uh, coming to you live from beautiful Edmonton, Alberta on the Podbean app. Um, for those of you that are listening to the recording, uh, we do host this live every morning, Monday to Friday at 6 a.m. Mountain Time. And it's an open show. You can... You can type in your comments and, and join the conversation in the chat. You can click the call-in button and ask your questions. Wayne, that was a weak entrance without me here. It was a terribly weak entrance. <laughs> good morning, you I guys. I did okay. Where's your good morning energy? I thought I did pretty good. Did you say that it's Monday, January 31st, last day of the month? Good Rent morning, days Steve. tomorrow. <laughs> I thought I did pretty good. <laughs> Good morning, everyone. Happy, crazy, windy, disgusting day outside here in uh, Leduc, Alberta. I was just talking about how great it is tuning in live. <laughs> it is great to tune in live. Look at all these happy people. We got to see a lot of the happy people yesterday. We did. Yeah, so many of you of our loyal listeners here on the live, loyal live listeners mm -hmm. um, showed up to our investor meetup at our flip yesterday, which was awesome. Thank you all for coming out. Yeah, it was a great, that was a good meetup. Yeah. Good conversations. Um, <clears throat> again, it was really nice to see a lot of faces that we don't see on a regular basis. And then also we got, to, I got to meet a bunch of people that have been listening to the show, mm -hmm. people I've been talking with for a very long time and actually um, say hi to them in person. So yeah, that was sure. really cool. Yeah. Bunch of new faces, bunch of familiar faces. Yeah, it was a great day. Mm -hmm. Thank you everybody who made it out. And it was a beautiful day too. Yeah. Yeah. That drive back from the city into Leduc with the sun setting, it was gorgeous. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty, pretty low key weekend altogether. Yes, it was. Um, uh, yeah, Gabby's mom's in town. Yeah. Came and visited. Uh, and uh, yeah, we did the. We did the open house. Um, that open house actually um, is at a flip, as Gabby mentioned, that we were that we finished, and um, we have a pending offer. Uh, home inspection was on Saturday for the buyers. They've already removed financing conditions, and their final day to remove all conditions are today. So we'll know by uh, by sometime today whether you know they're removing conditions. Everything sounds promising. So yeah. um, we got really right up there, right close to. Right close to asking price, so, so we're, we're extremely happy with that uh, with that flip. Definitely. And now we're just anxiously, impatiently, waiting for our next flip project. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the market's incredibly dry right now. Everyone that we're working with, we're coaching, and and in our circles, we're, they're all saying the exact same thing: is that there's <clears throat> limited supply in the Edmonton area right now. Even in Calgary, um, just a few hours south of us, exact same thing. I mean, they're dealing with their own. Um, supply issues and um, high demand and multiple offers, which is, I know, I know most of the, a large percentage of the people that are listening to this Canadian podcast are like, dude, we've been dealing with this for years. <laughs> Canada's hot. What are you talking about? Well, for some reason, 
we've been in this little bubble in Alberta where we've been unaffected by all that nonsense for years. Our prices have been <clears throat> steady. Like they haven't moved much in 10 years. Um, we've got, um, you know, we, we typically don't go into multiple offers. It's, it's just, we got great rents. We've got great cash flow. We got great low prices. Mm -hmm. I like how boring it is. Yeah. And all these big city people are coming in with their big city money <laughs> and investing here, which is great, uh, which is really great. But um, it's just, it's a big shock to the system. I'm like, oh, come on, I need to flip. And, yeah. and there's nothing available. Nothing so. out there. Anyways. Um, so yeah, we're excited for that next project. Uh, what else we got going on? <clears throat> we just finished up our last cabin retreat. Next cabin retreat uh, is February 25th through 27th. Uh, for those of you that don't know what that is, I'm actually learning a lot of people, even though we talk about it on the podcast, a lot of people don't know what it is. Oh, really? Or what, not necessarily what it is. I mean, it's a real estate investing cabin retreat. You get to spend the weekend with Gabby and I at a cabin for a whole weekend and four or five other investors. And we, and we, you know, we work on your roadmap. We talk about, you know, what you want to do in real estate investing. We try and figure out the best strategy for you based off where you want to go. Your resources. And, and the resources that you have right now. And they're like, okay, yeah, but are you going to be working on it? Like a lot of people still don't really understand what it is. It's yeah. so hard to explain until you get there and then you kind of experience it. Yeah. Because um, what we're trying to do is we're trying to really just disconnect you from the world and all your bullshit excuses and everything that's been preventing you from taking action and moving forward. And we really go down to the deep root, to the core of what it is that's stopping you. And what it is that you really, truly do want. And then from there, we build off of that and we find a strategy that's perfect for you to get you there as quickly as possible. Yeah. And that's my jam. That's You spend a weekend with me and you'll be quite surprised and like um, how much bullshit is in the way. That, you know, stories that you're telling yourself that's in the way from you taking action. And I just, we, we just shut that all down. We eliminate all the excuses and we put together just a solid plan where you know exactly what to do. Mm -hmm. And then you leave the weekend just completely inspired. Yeah, and with your action items. Like, with yeah, your action items. You, you know exactly what to do. No more should I do this. What happens if this, that nonsense. Yeah. So uh, this we built this specifically because we knew that this was exactly what was needed for people to take action to get what they want. Yeah. I've seen so many people take thousands and thousands, <clears throat> thousands of dollars for the courses and coaching programs. And they're still in the exact same spot. And they're nowhere closer to where they want to be. Yeah. So... The only way to do that is to spend a weekend with us. I can't tell you that in a one-hour show. I can't, even if, to be honest, brutally honest, Gabby, if I was to focus solely on this every day for 365 days for, for 2022, I wouldn't be able to crack it. Yeah. It takes 15 hours of sitting in a room with you. Yeah, it's so personal to everybody's unique situation and personality and everything. Yeah. Anyways, so we just finished up our last one. Next one's February 25th through 27th. We're really looking forward to that. Mm -hmm. um, they got that coming up. And then um, I was just reading a comment here. Um, apparently Wilson's got some wins. I'll read that in a second here. And as well, um, we're also, Gabby and I are going to be guest speaking um, in Barry McGuire's uh, creative real estate Facebook group tonight. Um Gabby and I are going to be doing a presentation on operating a creative real estate business. Yeah. So <clears throat> another thing that um, as I, I learned this, I say things that people didn't know about us because we go to an open house and they're like, oh, I didn't know you did that. Um, 
Gabby and I, our, our expertise is in creative real estate. Yeah. Agreement for sales, rent to owns, flips, wholesaling, all the creative stuff, vendor take back mortgages. That's our jam. Um, that's how I'm able to be so creative and, you know, build this, our, our whole, our whole portfolio and business is built off of that. Yeah. That's how we started our portfolio. That's how we continue to, to run it. Um, so we're going to be doing a presentation tonight at five o'clock about, um, how to run and operate a creative real estate business. Um, if that's what you're planning on doing, if you, if you're the type of person that says, Hey, I want to learn all these strategies and I want to implement them all every single day, then that's definitely the session that you're going to want to join in on. Yeah. So, um, that is on, uh, Barry McGuire's creative real estate education. That's the name of the group. So if you're not a member join, that's where we will be live. Is it um, within the education group or within his? Yeah, it is, right? Yep. Okay. Yep. But you got to um, be a member to see it, right? Yeah, you got to join the group in order to see it. Um, you can also check out his YouTube channel. Uh, same thing, Barry McGuire's Creative Real Estate Education. Um, you can look it up on YouTube and watch it live there as well. It's live tonight at 5 o'clock Mountain Time. And um, yeah, Gabby and I are going to be guest speaking. So excited about that. Yeah. Um, that's what we got going on the re- for the rest of the week. I mean... <clears throat> I'm just anxiously looking for a deal. <laughs> I got a gosh darn vacancy to fill. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Actually, we did get some applications and over the weekend to do a bunch of viewings. So look at those. Hopefully there's something good in there. If not, just keep on it <clears throat> this week. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it, I, it sounds really boring, <laughs> but this is, yeah, for, for me, it's very boring because this is like the first week in a very long time. We haven't had something ongoing. You know what I mean? We don't have a flip ongoing. We don't have a deal in the works because we just closed our last one last week. Yeah. Um, I have a couple clients that are interested in, in buying a property, but nothing, nothing concrete, probably not until next month. Yeah. Um, well, like, I, yeah. And and there's no leads on any deals right now either. So to be honest, this week's just going to be clean up. Yeah. So what um, Wilson was saying is, remember the duplex that was for sale last week? The house mm-hmm. <laughs> that everybody yeah. was talking about? Uh, the seller only accepted firm offers. That's how dry the inventory is. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I heard that there was a lot of people checking that place out. Yeah. <laughs> um, a little bit of a lineup to get in that day. That we were talking about it so interesting hey that that excites me too because um i got a lot of real estate that's going to be appreciating and a lot of new equity a lot <laughs> of new equity you can pull out so um real estate is cyclical you got to remember that it's cyclical and we haven't we hadn't haven't had a full cycle here in a long time <laughs> um so we've been we've been totally okay with the way that the market's been it's been nice it's been calm it's been cool it's been predictable but um, we're due to shake things up a little bit. Yeah, for sure. And um, and ride that wave, and I'm going to take full advantage of it. <laughs> that just means like, and, and don't get all <clears throat> don't get all stressed out about it. Oh no, my strategy doesn't work anymore. You adapt. Yeah. You like this is this is normal. You always adapt with the cycle and where it is. It just means you do something a little bit different for the next couple of years. Yeah, we were months. just talking about that yesterday at the investor meetup um, about flips and how. You know, in the past several years, it hasn't really been a great market to flip in. That's right. <laughs> and now we're kind of heading into one that is where, mm-hmm. you know, the prices are going to be rising a little bit. And um, yeah. What else is good in a rising market, Gabby? Huh? 
I'm putting you on the spot. Yeah, don't put me on the spot at six in the morning. Rent I won't owns. answer you. I'm just rent gonna... to owns. That's true. It has not been a good time for rent to owns. It has not been a good time for flipping for years because uh, we've been we've been attending Barry McGuire's um, focus workshops um, for the last few years and helping them teach and educate and and uh, it seems like every single time we hold an event, it's like you know who's flipping right now and who's doing rent owns right now. And the room's always like dead quiet. And the people who normally do, they're like, not right now. Yeah. <laughs> because it's just not the right time. It's just not the right market. Well, and the thing with rent to owns as well is that, um, <clears throat> you know, they can, they can still work in any market, but maybe you're looking at, um, at house first instead of tenant first yes. and like that type of thing. So. And yeah. yeah, we, we did lots of rent to owns, but it was strategic with uh, house first. Yeah. Wilson says here in the in the live chat, you can make money in any type of market. You just need to be strategic. Yeah. Absolutely. Definitely. Um, just reading the You're comments reading? here. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So we are uh, live on the Podbean app for those of you listening to the recorded version. So if you download the Podbean app, you can listen live Monday to Friday from 6 to 7 a.m. You can call in and chat with us. You can chat on the message system here with everybody else who's listening live. Pretty cool. You can submit your questions. It's awesome. Uh, Varen's got a question on... Uh, can we talk about multifamilies today? Uh, buy and hold. How to buy? How to buy more and more cash flowing with seller financing or AFS or hybrid or creative bank loans, mm -hmm. master lease options, and go around with due on sale clause. That's loaded. If you guys have time included <laughs> in today's podcast, um, you know what I'll do? I'll answer a specific question, but to do a, a full course on creative seller financing for multifamily, <laughs> you're going to need a two-day course. And to be honest, if that's something that you're interested in, learning more about seller financing, <clears throat> I mentioned Barry McGuire's focus workshop there a second ago. Um, they just announced on Friday their next focus workshop, their rapid cash program. is coming up on May 7th through 8th in Calgary. That's where you need to go for something like that. I can't, I can't do a full course in one hour on the spot. I mean, I, I, I trust me, I know everything that there is to know about seller financing, but um, I, I like to try and keep it just to specific questions and not to full, full on uh, topics, course yeah. topics and courses in a one hour um, session. Yeah. But if you got a specific question, like something you're struggling with, I can absolutely answer that for you. But otherwise, you know, the course that I recommend taking is definitely going to be. Um, Barry McGuire's uh, rapid cash program here coming up in May 7th. Yeah. That's and they literally like you can get all of your questions asked on how it pertains to your situation and say multifamily. <clears throat> they don't leave until everybody's questions are asked. Mm -hmm. That's what's so awesome about them. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, if you're if you're wanting to buy multifamilies, um, are you wanting to buy zero money down? Is that what you mean by getting seller financing? Are you wanting to put some money down? Um, you know, are these multifamilies free and clear? Do they have a mortgage on them? There's very specific questions need to be had. Um, I don't know much about creative bank loans. I don't know. Do you know of any creative bank loan strategies? No. No. Um, master lease options. And yeah, now you're going into details on multifamily, kind of yeah. getting away from the whole creative financing thing. And the workarounds for the due on sale clause. <laughs> Yeah, as I read it again, it's it's a very complicated question. But definitely, if there's something specific, maybe are, are you working on a specific deal right now? 
um, and you're struggling with something, then I can I can definitely answer those questions for you. What else we got going on here? Sure. Uh, he also says um, rising markets always make people make people to feel like they're missing out, so they jump in. <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. We almost bought true. a house the other day just because, not because of the rising market, but like we are getting antsy. We're like, okay, should we just do this deal? And just the logic of it was like, no, even though the numbers work and the renovation works, it was just a, actually, we can talk about that a little bit. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> considering um, we passed up on it. We were a little hush-hush while we were considering it. <laughs> yeah. So we, we saw a property in a really great neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, great area, corner lot. Um, really great area. I love that. Yeah. 50 square feet smaller than what we wanted. 50 to 100 square feet smaller than what we wanted, but it still worked. We looked inside. I looked around. I did my my inspection, and I got my I got my little way of how I walk through a house, and I you know I do my panoramic you know take pictures in my head, and uh, I didn't see any issues. No leaks in the roof, uh, ceiling. Um, all the windows need to be replaced, which is totally fine. Renovation was pretty straightforward. Very straightforward. It was going to be an easy renovation. Rectangular bungalow. Very straightforward. Yeah. Um, yeah, we knew exactly oh, what it was going to cost. Open a wall, extend the kitchen a bit, flooring, paint, baseboards, closet doors. doors. <laughs> closet doors, bathroom, yeah. kitchen. The windows. basement was just like nice and clean and open, just like a open canvas. <laughs> yeah. Took a picture of that. Um, furnace is good. Hot water tank's good. There's already a bedroom set up in there. Just again, need to replace all the windows. Um, yes, the basement could be very simple. Just redo that bedroom and then just set up, finish the rest of the basement. Just have a nice, cool, open space. Mm-hmm. And then exterior siding just needed to be painted. Um, a little bit of patch up. A little bit of patch up work. Roof was okay. Gutters need a little bit of work. It's a pretty straightforward renovation. And in the price that we were at and the price, the after repair value worked great. To be honest, if anybody wants information on this, uh, let me know and I'll send you the info. Um, here's the problem. <clears throat> um, there were a few problems, I would say. It was all exterior. Um, so what I what I decided to do is go take a walk a couple doors down because I wanted to see the roof. Um, it was a very, um, the angle of the roof was, was, it was difficult to see it from right up on the, on the lot. So I had to go back to see how, the condition of the shingles. And as I, as I walked all the way back and I went to a corner and I, again, I, I kind of do that panoramic thing. Anytime I walk into the house, I don't know if you ever watch me, I go right into a corner of the room and I just kind of look yeah. at the whole thing. And then I go to another corner of the room and I just look at the whole thing. Yeah. I'm just trying to get a really good feel for what this is going to feel like. Yeah. And so I did the exact same thing. I just went to the corner of the neighborhood and I looked at it and I'm like, God. So that house is on a corner. The house adjacent to it on the corner was facing the opposite way. Yeah. And that house looked great. That house had room for a double garage. The house that we were looking at had a single garage attached. Yeah, which was an add-on at some point. Yes. Yeah, so there was no access directly into the house, um, which is weird for an attached garage. It was, yeah, it was just a little bit strange. So first thing you think of is that, you know, single garage, if you're paying, if you're going to be doing a high-end renovation like that in that price range, if people are looking in that price range, they're going to want a double garage, not a single. Yeah. So immediately when we saw the listing, we're like, okay, that's going to be a bit of a issue because we're going to be competing with double garages. Yeah. You can still get decent price with single garage, but it's just not as desirable. It's harder to sell. Yeah. 
which is a, a serious consideration to make on how hard it's going to be to sell based on different features. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And then we realized uh, the house we were looking at was facing um, the other direction. Like it was, it was, it was 90 degrees, the opposite direction or 90 degrees to the left. And because of that, they weren't able to fit a garage on that lot. It was one of those lots. If you've ever seen it, um, they have the house running parallel with the rectangular lot. So the back door, when you go out the back door, you're at your fence line. Yeah. And you're looking into your neighbor's backyard. And then so you have to go to the, it's one of those ones where there's two side yards. Yeah. Two giant side yards. And they are the most awkward yeah. lots ever. <laughs> and it didn't have fences set up. So we're like, okay, well, we need to fence off one of these side yards, which is going to be a big expenditure. Um, and we're trying to figure out which one to do. And it just did it. It's just awkward. It, it was awkward. Yeah. And we're looking from that corner of the neighborhood, just trying to think about like what that's going to look like. It doesn't matter how nice and stained your fence is. And, you know, it's, it's, you know, do we do it on this side? Because that's the side that the single garage is on. So you're going to want a little more privacy and security for your garage as well. If you have a fence on that side, it secures, you know, so no one can go and just walk into your yard and try and open your back door. So you got to have it on that side for extra security. But that was the smaller side of the lot. Yeah. Then they had this giant, like half the lot was off to the right. And it was just open grass. Nothing. No garden. Nothing. No fence. No landscaping. So, no landscaping. <laughs> so it was just like this weird half the lot was not even going to be touched. It was just going to be mowed. Yeah. And that was the, that was the side that the house should have been facing. Yes. So it's just a really weird layout. And um, so we thought, okay, we'll fence that side. But if you fence that side, then it's like uh, the other side. It, it, yeah. it, it wasn't logical anymore. And it just what, and even when you did it, it didn't look nice because that, that was the side that everyone's going to be looking at because that, the side that, um, the one. larger side yeah. where we wanted to fence it, like that was where the school was, that was where the community center was and the ice rink and stuff. So people are always going to be over there staring at that lot. And all they're going to see is this fence and you wouldn't even be able to see the house. Yeah. It, it's just so weird. Well, the other thing is that like um, the, the garage and then the, the front side of the house that should have been the front of the house were the east and west. So literally the front, like the living room windows and then the back with like the um, kitchen window and and bedroom window and stuff, we're facing north and south. Yeah. So all day, all year, that property is going to get no natural light. Zero light. Zero light. And the living room is also um, sunk in compared to like uh, the bedrooms came uh, further out and then the yeah. garage came further out. So it was sunk in. So even if it did have a chance to get any light in there, it was gone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So... So it's what? just so so many little things that are like this is just gonna this is gonna make it hard to sell this is gonna make it hard to sell definitely not the like this is the crappiest lot on the mm -hmm. two blocks that you can see yeah well that was yeah. the thing where we were sta we were standing at that ice rink um and looking at the neighborhood and you can see the whole panoramic view of the neighborhood we see our lot and I'm pretending that this is spring May you know April May when we're done this renovation right. Things are going to start melting. It's going to be sunny out. Kids are going to be, you know, walking home from school. Okay, I'm looking at the neighborhood. And then what I'm doing is I'm imagining it's May. I'm like, okay, April, May, there's going to be a lot more for sale signs. Right now, there's nothing. But I'm telling you, in, in the spring, there's going to be a ton of for sale signs. 
And I can just see our street, that street, that street over there. And I can just see one, two, four, five, at least five for sale signs. And then if I were a buyer, this is the last effing house that I would look at. Mm-hmm. If I looked at all five and they were all at 499000 that is the last one I would pick. And because of that, I'm out. Yeah. Plain and simple. Like that's, that, that's like, it doesn't matter. Like I was trying to think about how to justify this because the numbers of the renovation made total sense. Easy. Yeah. There Easy. could have been some really good profit on it for sure. Easy. So, okay. I'm like, all right, well, how do we, do we lower it to 470, 480? What's the number where it's going to help it move fast? And I couldn't find a number that made sense. Yeah. 450 would have to be like, it would have to be a $50,000 difference from the other house. Yeah. And at that point I would have to go and make a ridiculously lower offer on this property in order for it to make sense. Yeah. Cause if you're sitting at 470 and then there is these beautiful houses with great lots and great positioning 490. at 490, you're going to buy the 490, 20 100%. grand on a mortgage. Isn't that big of a difference? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. With a double garage. Yeah. With a nice yard. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, Logically, it just didn't. I, I knew that that thing's going to be sitting yeah. now. If we found this thing three months ago or four months ago and we did the renovation to we sold it in January or February, yeah, there's nothing up for sale right now. So, yeah. 100%, like yeah. I knew that thing would have moved, I could probably could have sold it for 510, mm-hmm. but just the time of year when it was going to be on the market. Um, you know, you want to always wait for the spring market to sell, but at the same time, in this scenario, it actually didn't, uh, didn't make as much sense. Something to consider if you're ever looking at properties. I mean, you know, it's it's not always about the numbers. Yeah. Um, sometimes you got to look at it from the perspective of your buyer, your client. Who's who's buying this thing? Um, and yes, Josh asked if it had a milk door. Yes, it did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. I'm where I'm from. Like, we didn't have milk doors. So every time I see them, I'm like, what is this? And Wayne's like, Gabby, it's a milk door. Like, come on. <laughs> Never Just had your like, milk delivered? No, we never had milk. Never, we never had milk delivered. And it's funny because I remember, I don't know, when I was like a young teenager, that they were talking about having um, like some sort of like milk trucks do some sort of like delivery coming into, I'm from a small village in BC in between like 20 minutes away from two towns either way. Mm-hmm. Like we don't, yeah, we don't have people coming through delivering stuff to us. It's hard to get like a package delivered, never mind. <laughs> Yeah. milk yeah but i remember it was like this big buzz that they might deliver like milk and ice cream and like some different kind of like dairy things into the neighborhoods and like you can come pick them up but like yeah that's as far as i'm just like what are these doors and why are they at back doors like what's happening yeah <laughs> um yeah we have a lot of differences in culture between you and i you never had bagged milk either yeah i don't know what what that is like why what <laughs> <laughs> never had bagged milk huh Never had it in the little container and never, never cut off the corner. No, never snipped the tip. Oh my God. <laughs> God. This is a family friendly show. You didn't say anything wrong. <laughs> um, inter- interpretation. Um, <laughs> I know what your intention was. It's <laughs> uh, reading to the comments here. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's what we, um, the, the property we we're looking at yesterday. Again, um, just give you guys a little bit of different perspective. Um, yeah, don't be just because the market's dry, don't jump on whatever comes up. Like you still need to be level headed and mm-hmm. yeah, it would have been easy because like that came up and I was like, 
it's in a neighborhood I like. It's like we can probably get it for a good price as long as there's not multiple offers on it, just mm-hmm. being that it was a brand new listing. But I was like, book the viewing. And, the, and Wayne was on a call while um, while our realtor was trying to figure out a viewing time. So he added me into the group chat and I was just like, yep, whatever time, whatever time they say, just make it work. We'll make it work. <laughs> like, yep. Get us in there. You see a deal, you go out. You yeah, I was. Yeah, I'm just like, let's go. Let's go. And yeah. Unfortunately, it didn't work out. Mm. Um, Lindsay's celebrating a win. Did you see that comment there? I did. Yes. Very exciting. Let's talk about it. Do you want to read it? Okay. So Lindsay says, celebrating a win. After my two-minute Instagram slash Facebook story yesterday, just telling people we are starting to invest in real estate, particularly taking properties and converting them to accessible, senior-friendly, mobility-friendly rentals. I had a person reach out stating they would like to talk about bringing money to us or partnering, joint venturing with us. The funny part is I just rented their basement suite for the last six months while on a contract. That's amazing. The power of social media. (laughs) It's um, People don't know until they know. Yeah, they don't know until you tell them (laughs) or show them. That's that's so amazing. Yeah, that is incredible. Congratulations, Lindsay. I hope that um, that conversation turns into something. And yeah, that's amazing. I hope that you continue to use this win and this momentum to continue to share your story and to continue continue to get more opportunities coming your way. I think what's so cool about Lindsay is that this isn't just real estate investing to her. She has so much passion behind um you know making a difference and um creating opportunities for people who don't have them mm-hmm. and that just speaks volume that um you know to her character and that she's an incredible human being and mm-hmm. i am so excited to see like she is driven she has passion and if you have passion behind like what you're doing man she's going to do some cool things absolutely yeah super absolutely. excited for her yeah it's um Anytime, any opportunity you can you can have to add your passion into your business, something that means a lot to you and not just about money, mm-hmm. um, it really helps reinforce it. Because uh, if it's just about money, when you're having a shitty day, sometimes it's just really easy to mm-hmm. just say, fuck it. You know what I mean? Screw it. I don't want to do it today or screw it. This doesn't mean that much to me. I'll just start another business. Yeah. But when there's something that you're really serious and passionate about that means a lot to you. Yeah. Um, it really helps you get through the hard days, helps you, you know, just plant your feet and, and really just keep pushing. So I'm really happy to hear that. That's, I I talked to Lindsay briefly yesterday at, um, at the meetup and yeah, I just, my, 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 my mind was going like my creative mind was going. I'm like, wow, this is perfect. This is a perfect story. Like I know that if she could just package this into a, like, this business model would be so freaking amazing. A niche little market, right? Not to mention the fact that she has an extreme um, set of uh, skills, not skills, but like expertise yeah. in this in this small little market that nobody knows anything about. Yeah, I was talking about that as well. I, I love those little markets that are so, that you can make so much money in, but I, I, I stay away from them because untapped. I don't. They're untapped. They're untapped because I don't live there. I don't know anything about that market. I said, so she could utilize just her expertise and knowledge of this market, her niche, um, you know, accessibility um, um, add on to it. And then, and then also just 
building off of that story and using that story to help raise capital to, you know, to, to help bring more awareness to this. Like it just, when I, when I, when I think about like doing, starting up a business, like all of the stars were aligned for it. Okay. If she could just form that. Oh, she's going to. Oh, I know she's she got will. Big I know she year. will. I know. And she's working with you, so I know she's good. Um, it's funny because I started asking her questions and then Lindsay started in. laughing and Gabby's there laughing. And I'm like, what, what did I miss? And we've already talked about it. I'm like, okay, good, good, good. You guys are on the same page. Please, please keep going with this because there's something here. I love hearing stuff like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I get excited about I, I I get so excited about stuff like that. <laughs> Congratulations, Lindsay. Yeah, very cool. I'm looking forward to hearing more about it. Yeah. Um, okay, Varen uh, says, uh, this is back to his multifamily seller financing um, yeah. topic. Do you mind reading it for me? Yeah. So he says, just looking into a deal, it only makes sense at asking price if the seller can agree on very less, so a lot less money down and change and then change some of the units to Airbnb in Calgary. Just running numbers and scratching heads so far. Okay. Um uh, automatic answer is to find out if they're motivated enough in order to do a seller financing deal. Yeah. Um, only time you would pay close to asking price is if, you know, you can get an agreement for sale. Um, if they have no mortgage on it, then you can ask for a VTB. Vendor take back mortgage. It's a vendor take back mortgage. If they have a mortgage on it and there's no equity to be, um, to be lent, uh, to you, then an agreement for sale makes the most logical sense. But there needs to be motivation because yeah. if they're just done and I don't want this anymore, and um, or if they have offers that are you know lower than or better, sorry, better than yours, then then they'll just take. Or if their asking price doesn't make sense, will they accept less? Like, yeah, but also another, another piece of motivation could be, um, like we briefly talked about on a show, I think last week is, um, for tax saving purposes. Yeah. So if they want to spread out their capital gains hit, um, they might be open to something like that as well. Um, you can't just take a strategy like agreement for sale and expect it to work on the first time. You cannot just take a strategy like agreement for sale and expect it to work on the hundredth time. What you can expect, and I'm giving I'm giving you perspective so that you can set your expectations. What you can expect is to take a course, to talk to a thousand sellers, and expect to get about ten deals. If you really take it seriously, it's a grind. <laughs> it's a grind, because what you're trying to do is you're trying to get people to do something they've never heard of before, and you are just a guy off the street, and you are a young guy. And they're going to, they're going to ask about who you are. They're going to Google search you. They're going to look you up on Facebook. Right. And who are you? So it goes back to my whole social media thing earlier. It's not just about raising capital. Um, it's your reputation. It's the trust when someone looks you up to see who are you? Are you the real deal? So what you're basically proposing to them is that, hey, instead of me giving you all the cash today and, and you transferring title over to me, what I'd like is for you to carry your mortgage financing, keep the title in your name. I'm going to make payments to you. I'm going to make payments to you for the property taxes as well. I'll get my own insurance. I'm 100% responsible for this. Don't worry. I'm going to get a lawyer to draft this up. And I want this for at least five years. Would you do it? 
If I just told you that? Absolutely not. No, because here's what people say. No, no, I'm not. I'm just, I mean, I'm just interested in selling. They didn't even hear a word you said. Right? Yeah. So you need to get really good at building trust very quickly. Yeah. You need to get a system. And, and weeding out the motivation very quickly. Yeah. And that's the other thing is that there needs to be some level of motivation on the other side, a problem to which you are solving. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm not, and I'm not trying to discourage people. I'm giving you the honest truth because I'm going to, I'm trying to save you a lot of time. Yeah. Um, instead of just going up to people and asking, Hey, would you be willing to do seller financing? Hey, would you be willing to do a green for sale? It doesn't work. They're like, Here, here's what I would say. And here's what everybody else would say. No, I'm just interested in selling. I'm not interested in anything else. Right. And you're like, this shit doesn't work. <laughs> this is literally everyone takes the course. I tried. It doesn't work. Well, you, you got to be very strategic. You got to build trust very quickly. You got to you got to find problems that need to be solved. Otherwise, yeah, it's that's exactly what someone would say. Yeah. So, um, this is why, like, I think that it's imperative that you take a course on it, yeah. and also, you know, you should probably take a course on multifamily as well. Mm-hmm. Um, multi. I saw him ask about multifamily books. Just go on Amazon and type in Canada multifamily. Um, I'm pretty sure Pierre Paul Turgeon's probably got a book. Some, someone else has got some pre-made book on Amazon as well. You can find something. Uh, don't, don't go and like treat them like a Bible. I mean, a lot of these stuff are, are mass produced or yeah. make sure they're Canadian, make sure they're Canadian. Um, you know, a lot of these books are like pre-written by publishing companies. So like don't use them as a Bible. A lot of them are just marketing tools, um, to get you to sign up for their courses and programs. So the, the books will give you the basics that you need to know. Um, but you know, do your research, ask around for other people that are in multifamily and ask who's the, don't ask just the general public, just ask people who actually do multifamily and, and find out which courses, um, are the best ones that provides the most value that are going to give you the answers that you need in order to move forward Yeah. without having to take another course. Just take one course. That's all you gotta do. One course, <laughs> find one good course. Awesome. Um, and yeah, hopefully I see you because Gabby and I are going to be at uh, Barry McGuire's uh, Rapid Cash program in uh, in May. It's uh, it's in Calgary. Gabby and I are going to be there teaching. So excited about that. Uh, what he else al- we got, Gabby? Well, he also says also belated happy birthday, Wayne. Oh, thank you so much. Thank <laughs> Wayne's you. birthday was yesterday. How was it? It was great. Good. I spent it with like-minded individuals. <laughs> and ended it with cake. Cake and pizza. Couldn't ask for more. <laughs> and then in bed at 730. L- literally, you literally, guys. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Um, Wayne's sister took um, Everly last night. Uh, they have no school today. So um, they're celebrating our niece's uh, birthday at the Fantasyland Hotel. So they took our kid. My mom's still here. So we, yeah, ate pizza and cake and watched Jeopardy and went to bed at 730. <laughs> This is 35. <laughs> we didn't actually go to bed at 7.30. We watched watched a couple shows. Yeah. Yeah. We have a new listener. Do we know? I think so. Um. So, Pete, Carlos. Pete, repeat. What? Oh, I see Pete repeat here. No. So, we have uh, Carlos. He says, hi, Wayne. What is the best way to start in this business? Just started to follow. Carlos. Hmm. hmm. Um, you know what? If you scroll up a little bit. Um, Josh recommended a very good book. Yes, he did. 
uh, Real Estate Investing in Canada by Don Campbell. Um, that is the first book that most Canadian real estate investors read. Yeah. Um, Don Campbell started the Real Estate Investment Network back in the 90s. Um, and uh, that's definitely the, the book you want to read because that book is going to provide you with the fundamentals, um, which are how to choose a market, um, you know, looking at market growth, jobs, um, how to invest for cash flow. And how to stay in investing, you know, to stay motivated. Talks a lot about finding your beliefs, which will make a lot more sense once you open up the first couple of pages. Um, you want to find, you know, your goal. Um, the goal of the individuals in the book was to was to move to Belize, and um, so that was the whole theme of the book was to find your Belize, find your version of that, uh, which is going to keep you motivated. Which and, is basically, can we say, establishing your your why and what where mm-hmm. what you want out of life. Exactly. Why you're doing it and where you want to end up. That's um, yeah. Does that book also go over? Um, I can't remember if it's maybe one of the other books, um, one of those key books. But does it also go over um, like establishing systems early on and stuff as well? Might have been one of the other ones. Uh, it's been a while since I've read. Yeah, it. I, me too. <laughs> Almost a decade. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, start with that. And and what was the fellow's name? Carlos. 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 Um, if if you're able to, and if you're like us and you get up early, uh, tune in live every day, and yeah. just bring your questions. Yeah, keep showing up. Um, keep showing up. Ask your questions. You know, keep continuously learning and reading. Um. If you listen to this show every single day, all, all year, you should learn everything you need to know. And if you take advantage of the fact that you can click that call in button there and ask questions, and you can ask your questions in the chat, we will answer them. If we don't answer them, I save them in a little file and then I, I finish, I, I answer them later in the week. Yeah. So I want to, I want this, this is a free platform. Yeah, I've been wanting to do this for a long time. I don't want to teach. I don't really want to teach. I don't like teaching because I feel like you can you can learn everything you need to know for free or you can take a course. What I want is I want to inspire investors and I want them to think bigger picture and I want to change their perspective. Because so many people have all the education, but they're still struggling. Because there's a few things that, you know, their mom or their dad or their teacher said when they were younger that are holding them back from taking action. That gives them limiting beliefs and think that they're not worth it. So I like to focus more on that stuff because that's the stuff that's preventing you from, you know, starting that business or, or buying the next property or because you're afraid of what someone's going to think. That's that, that right there. If I can put that into a book and it actually had an impact, I would trust me, but there's just <laughs> no way to do it other than really going deep down into the core and figuring out what that is. Yeah. But definitely keep tuning in live ask questions. Don't be afraid. Um, I, I think that the, there is, there's a large, um, what's the word I'm trying to come up with? Um, there's every, all of the listeners that we have listening live and the recorded versions, they're all at different stages of their investing career. Some are brand new, some are seasoned, some are doing this for a long time. So don't be afraid of asking a question and thinking it's dumb. Trust me, because i I keep hearing things and then people say, oh, I didn't really under, I didn't, I heard you say that, but I didn't understand it. And I'm like, 
You didn't understand it. See, and sometimes I think that it's, you know, a lot of stuff that everyone understands something. And so I don't cover it and I just kind of gloss over it. And I'm like, okay, maybe tomorrow I need to focus on that because not everybody understands everything. So everybody's at a different stage. So don't be afraid to ask questions. Mm-hmm. Um, scrolling through, uh, Wilson, um, made a comment about milk rushing out of the bag. <laughs> we were talking about bag milk earlier. Wilson's from Ontario. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's, I was actually going to ask, um, Carlos, if you want to put into the comments here, I'm just curious, um, where in Canada you are. Yeah. Let's hear it. Let us know. Um, Josh has a great question. Okay. Uh, Josh, Josh says, I have a question for you. I know who Carlos is. Oh, do you? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I talked to him just the other day. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yes. I'm just scrolling through and I'm seeing your name now. I no, I know who you are. Okay. <laughs> Westlock, Alberta. Awesome. Yes. Him and I chatted the other day. Oh, okay. Okay, so Josh says, I have a question for newer investors who may not be in any groups or programs where they offer documents and pin files. For someone not attached to any association or group, where would they go to find documents to use in, say, a VTB or seller finance situation? How about documents for a joint venture design? Okay, I will go through them individually. Uh, VTB, you don't need documents because... I'm giving, I'm giving some like solid free advice here. Um, <laughs> some of it's not going to be what you want to hear, but, um, but VTB, your lawyer will draw that out. So if you have an agreement with someone, um, I would, I would use a, uh, a napkin. <laughs> no, what you'd like, use where are you going is with this? <laughs> for Alberta, you'd use the, the area, the Alberta real estate, um, association purchase contract, standard purchase contract. And then you would attach a seller finance schedule or, Within the area of purchase contract, there is a section for seller financing, is there not? Uh, yes, yes, there is. I'm, yeah. I was just trying to get you involved in the conversation. <laughs> there <laughs> it's is. It's been so long since so we've done a if VTB. You, if you find a downloadable version um, of the area, Alberta Real Estate Association uh, purchase contract, there is a seller financing schedule within that. Okay, You'll use that to summarize the terms that you have agreed with the seller or with your buyer. And then like a normal purchase contract, everybody assigns, there's conditions, there's home inspection, et cetera, et cetera. And then you send that off to your lawyer and your lawyer, please use an investor focused, savvy lawyer who understands vendor take back mortgages. Okay. They will draft up the vendor take back mortgage. Okay. Now for other seller finance situations, like an agreement for sale, if you want the documents for an agreement for sale, you have to take an agreement for sale course. I have them. I'm not going to give them to you. I ref- I told you it's not going to be the answer you want to hear. Uh, it's because I refuse to help people who don't get educated first. Agreement for sale is not a beginner strategy. It is not a strategy you can just, I'm going to give it a shot. No, you have to take a course. And what the last thing I want to do is to inspire someone or to motivate someone. I've talked about this recently to do something that is going to affect someone else because of, may I say it, ignorance? Sure. Just refusing to learn the proper way to do it. And sometimes I know money can be in the way, et cetera. But uh, I, I refuse to help people unless they've been educated. I can give you every answer you want to know about seller financing. Trust me, that's my jam. But um, so if you want the documents for that, um, definitely take a course. You can through various different um, coaching, quote unquote, coaching programs um, offered in Canada. There's there's a handful, maybe maybe two or three. 
um, part of their big pitch is that, you know, you get to be part of group coaching sessions and you have access to all of their documents, which include all these contracts. But I just don't recommend it when it comes to seller financing. Just take the course. Yeah, one hundred percent. But I just want to just you don't you don't, you don't know what you don't know, and I know what you don't know. Yeah, I don't do. don't just get documents and run with it. Like get the education behind yeah. it. Yeah. Um, May I just say something though, sure. because um, you kind of glazed over it, and I don't even know if you really knew what you were saying. <laughs> wow. Okay, go ahead. But with vendor take back, so you said. And when I went in, you said, I just wanted to include you in the conversation. So in the standard- You've been fact-checking me this whole time? No, I was trying to pull up the document to, to so that I could properly explain it. Okay. But so in a standard purchase contract, there is a section like in your offer, it's like, how much are you offering? What portion of it is a deposit? What portion mm -hmm. of it is seller financing? What's the remaining owing balance? What's the total purchase price? Mm -hmm. So there you would put seller financing for whatever amount of your VTB. Yeah. And it all, and then in brackets, it says seller financing schedule attached. Right. So it's not just in that standard contract. There is, there's an attachment. No. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Because you said it's in, it's in the purchase contract. Oh, no. I'm so saying you need to attack. It's a downloadable yeah. version. It comes with all of the uh, addendums that come with it. Yeah. Which is, you know, whatever. There's, yeah. there's 12 other, you know, attachments that come yeah. with so it. Yeah. So there's a seller financing schedule that you would then fill out yeah. and it would form part of your agreement. So it has like the principal sum, the interest rate that you agree upon, what the payments would be, how long you're amortizing it for. Uh, the length of the term, when you're making the payments, all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, you you want to make sure that you fill that out, and and this is important. This is why it's important that you have the education because there's lots of questions. Like it's like um, you know, for your prepayments, is it open or closed, and what is the term of it? Can you prepay at any time? You need to write that in there. Yeah. So like you really need to know what you're doing. You can't just grab this schedule and just try to fill it out. Yeah. Like you need to know how to navigate all this stuff. And then there's like um, uh, seller financing securities. Mm -hmm. Like, do you know what that means? <laughs> yeah. Have you taken a course? So yeah. So yes, you can access those documents for VTV, but you still need to know what you're doing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. VTV is a little bit easier than agreement for sale, but still exactly what yeah. Gabby said. Now as for joint ventures, um, you take a course and you get a joint venture mod template, but Truthfully, what I would recommend is uh, reach out to, I know because you're in Alberta, I'm, I'm answering your question as an Albertan, uh, reach out to Barry McGuire and tell him that you want to uh, do a joint venture or you want to set up, get a joint venture uh, agreement drafted. Uh, Barry has, like any good investor-focused lawyer, they have a bunch of templates for uh, joint ventures. And one's going to be a basic, one's going to be advanced, one's going to be super long and crazy and detailed and he's going to ask you a series of questions of what you think you know um you want to have within your joint venture agreement and then he will set you up with an agreement catered to exactly what it is that you want truthfully i would wait until you have a joint venture partner because um you don't want to have a joint venture agreement written and then negotiate with your joint venture partner and then they want to see a bunch of different clauses change like the shotgun clause or the buy sell clause or what happens if you know someone doesn't 
someone dies or what happens if you die and uh, in what scenarios could you um, terminate the joint venture agreement? Like each of those going to be, it's going to be a case by case basis with each of your joint venture partners. So don't have an agreement written up and then, you know, still have to go back to the lawyer and get it changed anyways. So yeah. I would wait personally. Um, and also like, what are you using the joint venture for? Are you guys buy, like doing rent to own? Are you doing buy and hold? Are you yeah. flipping? Are you burying? Like those are all very different circumstances that need to take into account different circumstances. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it, they can vary quite dramatically based on what you're doing and who you're doing it with. So we got our joint venture uh, agreement templates uh, years ago when we first took the rapid cash program with Barry. And so we have all of the different templates for the basic, for the advanced and everything else. And then over the years, we developed our own templates um, just with our joint venture partners. We, we mm -hmm. fine tuned it and we work with Barry closely and we just have them saved away. But that's for us. So you got to you got to do your own. Um, I mean, the answer to your question, I've been talking about a lot today. The answer to your question to get all of these documents is the rapid cash program, which includes the agreement for sale documents, <laughs> the VTB documents, you know, the wholesale and assignment documents, uh, your joint venture agreement documents. Like it, they literally go through everything. The rent to own documents, the option documents, the letter of intents, every contract. Um I mean, additionally, anyone that I coach and mentor, they have full access to those our documents as well. But like, again, I, I still, even if I'm mentoring someone through my mentorship program, like I still don't give them the documents unless I know they've taken a course. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's, I, I have, I couldn't in good conscience set someone up for failure yeah. or set someone up to potentially fail and affect someone else. Yeah. And, and in those deal ready documents that are provided from the rapid cash, there is a, a very basic standard joint venture yeah. agreement in there as well. That's but, where we got our original yeah. one. Yeah, that's what we started with, but we, yeah, we, we paid to have ours uh, written up specific to our situation. Mm -hmm. um, but also like in terms of not um, VTB seller financing, like those big documents, mm -hmm. um, a group that does provide a lot of them that you don't need a paid membership to be a part of is the Alberta Landlord Community, for those of you in Alberta. Um, there's lots of like rental lease agreements and as addendums and um, pet agreements, so like all the kind of like landlording type of um, mm -hmm. agreements that you can, you know, get a hold of and and edit to yeah. your liking. So as far as like, you know, just landlording type of stuff, that's a great group to snatch documents off of. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I was answering Josh's question just very generally because I know Josh. Mm -hmm. um, but just just hang tight until you get to a point where I mean you're not you're not going to be doing a green for sales or VTBs anytime soon anyways right um, not until you take a course so I would say for joint venture agreements when you're ready um, then reach out to Barry and say hey I got a joint venture you know we want to do this can you help me out with preparing these documents yeah right so what he said here is that he has a friend sitting on the fence maybe some papers uh, documents would help him feel at ease that oh. it's legal and legit no. No, where's my <laughs> yeah. sound effect? Where's my sound effect? Do not bring a 26 page contract. Yeah. It's overwhelming <laughs> that's a, that's a and opens a huge killer. can of worms because it does go over what if this person dies? What if that person, what you if know what they're going to say? They're going to say, can you just leave this with me? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, your deal's <laughs> done, buddy. No, um, no. 
uh, just that's my friendly advice right there. Do not but, show him the document. But something you can tell them is that like literally this gets written up on a 30 page um, joint venture agreement and is signed by our lawyers and stuff. So like you have nothing to worry about. This is um, <laughs> this is legit. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's comes back to trust, yeah. right? I'm just going to Barry's website here because I'm pretty sure he just has a joint venture workshop as well. It might be significantly cheaper. Mm. Booster pack, maybe. Yes, uh, his booster pack on his website. Um, that one there will cover the uh, joint venture stuff. So one of the important things um, that you're going to want is you're going to want a joint venture worksheet. Again, we got this from Barry, and this is what we use every time we have a new joint venture partner. There's a joint venture worksheet, and it's about three pages long, I think. Maybe three or four pages long. I was going to say two or three. Um, And it basically there's, there's maybe 30 questions that you and your joint venture partner are going to sit down and have a discussion about. So it's going to ask, you know, have you both done criminal record check record checks on each other? Who, because that's important. You, if you don't know the person very well, Um, who is bringing the money, who is bringing the expertise? Um, If they're bringing money, how much money? Um, what is the percentage share that everyone is going to get of the profits? What happens if the expert dies? What happens if the money partner dies? What happens if someone wants out? How long is this agreement? What happens if uh, someone wants out and they want to sell their interest to someone else? What happens if this? What happens if this? What happens if this? It's like the always oh, the worst experience ever. Like if if you if you can get your joint venture partner through this experience through this this half an hour discussion, then you're good. But what I explained to my joint venture partners or prospects when I'm sitting down, and I'm doing this with them. I said, this is, this is going to be extremely difficult and it's going to scare the shit out of you. But here's the thing. What the reason why we're having this discussion now is so that we don't have to have it later. Okay. When something happens, when something happens later, we're going to go through all of this, all of these answers, we're going to agree on this now. So we don't have to agree on it when you die and I'm talking to your wife. Or when I die and you're like, well, who the heck's supposed to be taking care of all this stuff now? I don't know how to do it. So we're having these discussions now so we don't have to deal with it. In, I know after, um, you know, something terrible happens. Okay. Or while we're in the midst of like an extremely um, heated discussion hostile. over something. Yeah, something Hot, goes things around. got hostile. At least it's all documents. We're going to have this discussion now. I'm going to send this information off my lawyer. He's going to plug it into the joint venture agreement. He's going to send it to your lawyer and your lawyer is going to review it with you. You're going to get independent legal advice. Okay. And then your lawyer is going to talk back to our lawyer. They're going to talk to me. I'm going to make sure it's all done. So everyone has, has, has reviewed this with a lawyer. Everyone understands clearly what happens if anything happens. And we've agreed on it ahead of time. So the joint venture worksheet is what you would normally bring instead of a joint venture agreement. In order to get a joint venture worksheet, you need to get it from Barry. So just contact him for that. Um, but that, that right there is, is what you do in a situation where, you know, someone's a little on the fence or whatever. And like, what happens if this, what happens if this? And you're just like, don't worry, man, chill, chill, chill. No, I'll never do that. No, that'll never happen. Trust me. No, if they're serious about it and, and, and they're willing to move forward, um, what you're going to want to do is go through the joint venture worksheet with them and have that discussion as well. You're going to want to write a letter of intent mm-hmm. and a letter of intent is a non-binding agreement that summarizes the, the terms that you have agreed upon. For example, 
we are going to buy a $450,000 house with a legal secondary suite. Um, the money partner is going to bring the 20% down payment plus the reserve fund. We're going to be buying it in, in this city in one of these neighborhoods. We're looking for approximately this much square feet, right? We're looking for approximately this much cash flow or rent. Just basically outline everything that everyone is expecting. And, you know, um, you as the expert are going to be responsible for finding the property, securing it, and yada, 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 right? And then both people sign. So that way there's no disagreement. So now you can go and actually go and start looking for the property, right? You can go and, and you know, spend your time and energy. Um, maybe maybe it's a flip property, it's whatever it is. Um, but you can go and do that knowing that you both have agreed to it. And when you do find it, there's no like, the other person's are like, well, I didn't, I never said this. I never said 450,000. I said maybe 400,000. So you don't go waste your time and you don't go waste any money on it. So the letter of intent, a non-binding letter of intent is very important as well. Yeah. That makes sense? Yeah. No, I'm not wrapping it up. I haven't gotten through anything. Annette Seven has a o'clock. very good recommendation. <laughs> get mentorship from Wayne. Annette says get coaching with Wayne. They offered up a lot of documents as I needed them. Yeah, I have all the documents, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> if you choose to get coaching or mentorship with us, that is definitely a perk. Um, that's, you know what, let's talk about that real fast before we wrap things up. Um, I have noticed that in the past, I've been very selective on who I work with for mentorship because I can only mentor a certain amount of people. Yeah. You need the, you need to be able to focus on them and give them your, your time and energy and capacity. And I certainly do. Don't <laughs> yeah, I? Absolutely. 100%. Uh, it, this isn't like some regular coaching program where it's like, you know, you get one, one hour call every month. <laughs> and that's it. And it's $20,000. Um, no, with, with ours, it, ours, well, the, originally how it was structured was it started with a cabin retreat, the three-day cabin retreat, and then six months worth of one-on-one mentorship afterwards. So literally, you we have two monthly calls, video calls, so bi-weekly, and then as well, unlimited text and email. So literally, if there's any question that you have any time of day, I got one last night at f- 2 o'clock in the morning. And the person's like, sorry, I know you're asleep. Hopefully your your things are on, your 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 silence on. I'm like, yeah, I, I got it for them at five o'clock. Um, so literally any time of day you text me and I'll answer it within like within an hour. Unless like I'm I'm busy in a call or something like that. So like in order for me to offer something like that, like I can't do that with 50 people. Mm-hmm. So I'm very selective. But what I was getting at was that going forward, I think my goal for this year is to, is to structure it more. Um, we don't have a landing page. People keep asking, what kind of mentorship programs do you have? I'm like, well, I got one. Here's the information. And then I'll, and I decide whether I want to mentor them or not because my time is limited. Yeah. But I think going forward, we're going to have much, a much better landing page explaining what it is and the options that are available. Um, so that way people have a better understanding. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. Gabby keeps telling me to wrap it up. I want to go through all the questions that we talked about. I, I told you to wrap it up once. I didn't keep telling you. Leave me alone. Back off, buddy. <laughs> Can you go help me go through these questions real fast in these comments? Yeah. I think that... We've... Oh, hey, today's the uh, 31st. Yes. So oh, tomorrow. Top, top month. Or to, top fan. Top tomorrow month. is the 1st of February. <laughs> tomorrow we'll be announcing who the top fan of the month is. Woo. Uh, I'm not going to say it now. Because we get final numbers afterwards that you can't see. Uh, but 
for those of you that are listening in uh, recording or live, uh, if you join in live every day and you engage, so you hit a heart button, you call in, you share the show to Facebook and, and Twitter and all those other social media platforms, um, it increases your engagement, uh, your heart level. And at the end of the, so there's an accumulation at the end of the month, we find out who the top fan is. And the top fan last month was Robbie. Robbie. Month before that was Ryan. Ryan. So, and they won a month of free member, uh, mentorship. Yeah. So they got two free calls um, plus unlimited text. Yeah. Um, Robbie's fucking killing it. Ryan did fucking amazing. Yeah. I Both just taken full advantage of it. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, for those of you that are interested in just getting a little taste of mentorship and joining live every day and get in on the conversations and get in on the engagement and get a chance to win that. And, um, yeah, be like them and just take full advantage of the opportunity um, to have someone that you can literally text every single day Yeah, to get your questions answered. That's, yeah, I was really happy with how they did. Is that it, Cap? I think that's it. Okay. Yeah. Um, let us know. Send us an email or, or send us a DM. I'm curious what you guys want us to talk about tomorrow. There's lots of things we can talk about, mm -hmm. but I want to know, you know from you guys what you want us to talk about. Um, we can continue on with discussions about joint ventures. We can talk about seller financing a little bit more. I don't want, again, seller financing, I'm, I'm, I tiptoe around that one because I don't want to give people too much information and then they, they, they go too crazy. Uh, but uh, let us know. Send us a DM uh, on Instagram or Facebook and, or send us an email at info at reimorningshow.com and uh, let us know what you want to talk about tomorrow. Have and a until great then, day, you guys. Well, yeah, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Interested in being a guest on the show? Send us an email to info at reimorningshow.com.